Hello, and welcome back to Kindred Spirits Book Club, the podcast where two grown-ass ladies geek out about Anne of Green Gables and other books. I'm Reagan Duffy, and I am delighted to be back for season three of the pod with my amazing co-host, Kelly Gurner. Season three! Kelly, welcome back. How have your holidays been? And the question I think all of our listeners have for you is, did you receive a plant in a basket for Christmas? (laughs) Did your husband figure this out? Okay. (laughs) Mostly yes. (laughs) He got most of the way there. I received several very pretty baskets to put my existing plants in. Okay. (laughs) I mean, he got most of the way there. To his credit, he did a wonderful job with my Christmas gifts this year. But overall, that plant basket thing just really stumped him. So I can do a plant or a basket, (laughs) but I don't know if I can do them both at the same time. (laughs) So everyone, I am still on the lookout for a fun new house plant. I think like a lot of us, I entered my plant mom era during COVID lockdown. And now that I know I don't have a completely brown thumb, I am ready to branch out into house plants that, you know, need like a little more love than just sort of your average pothos, which are very forgiving. But we had a great holiday, Reagan. You know, we traveled this year. We went to New York City for a family wedding. And then we got to spend the week before Christmas in the city. We shopped. We enjoyed all the sights and the lights. It was a super fun week. And it was just really wonderful to be with family in such an incredible place. You know, New York really goes all out for the holidays in a way that I don't think LA does. No, I mean, LA is a perfectly lovely place to be, but it's not the same as someplace like New York City in the holidays where Mm -hmm. just everywhere you walk, it's festive. Everywhere you go in New York is so festive. Every place is decorated. Little restaurants, the bodega, the hot dog stand. New York really like shines up beautifully and gets all dressed up and it feels so special. And around here, they're like, well, you know, it's still 70 degrees and sunny. So what are you complaining about? Right. Like (laughs) here, we'll put a little tinsel on the palm tree. Totally. (laughs) Totally. So Reagan, how was your holiday? We had a really nice kind of low-key holiday, which we needed after the breakneck speed of our late November through mid-December. I know you know this. My father-in-law passed away very suddenly just before Thanksgiving. So the Hanukkah celebrations with Steve's family were a little bit bittersweet this year. Lovely, yeah. but but a little sad. For Christmas, we went to Austin to be with my family. So that was a lot of fun, as always. My daughter and the cousins have just the best time. Like my husband always jokes. He's like, yep, we won't see Alice until it's time for us to leave. I don't know. (laughs) They're off doing something like we don't even see her the whole time. I love that though. I really love that she has such a fun relationship with her cousins. And, you know, getting to go back to New York and be with my cousins during the holidays was really fun too. We're obviously all grown and, you know, a lot of us are at different phases of life, married or with kids of our own or whatever. But you still kind of connect in that same almost like a little kid energy way when you all get together. It's a beautiful relationship to have. It's really special. And she's got kind of a fun relationship with each of the three of them. So we had a great time being all together. My sister and I even got to do a triple date night with our husbands. And we have good friends who live in Austin, but are good friends from when they used to live in LA. So our friends, Nikki and James, and we met up to go axe throwing. You all went axe throwing? 
Oh my God, so much fun. That is bananas. How was that? I feel like I've seen that like on The Bachelor or something. <laughs> it was my sister's idea and we had such a blast. First of all, I know you know our friend Nikki and it surprises no one that she... Oh no, I'm sure this was all Nikki's idea. She was absolutely a beast at axe throwing. Like the rest of us are still... She's thinking... like born to do it, like born to throw axes. Her Viking ancestors, as yes. we were saying. Like she's winging them one-handed. She probably probably could have just thrown them backwards over her yes. shoulder and still hit a bullseye. Blindfolded. Yes. But after we got the hang of axe throwing, they also brought out throwing stars and oh. throwing metal cards. Like they look like playing cards, but they're metal and they're sharp all the way around. Dangerous. I was not great at the axe throwing. I mean, I, I eventually hit it. Like it took me a bit to figure out the, oh. the trick of it. But the throwing stars, I loved. That was super oh. fun little more precision, a little yes. bit more of a, a delicate weapon. All right, yes. Yes. Your, your future career as a spy. <laughs> I know. We're definitely going to do that again. The kids were so mad we didn't take them. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, but maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll take them. It was just special for us to have some time just being grownups and having mm -hmm. fun together. Oh, that's great. That's so great. Well, we thought that for this episode, we were really due for a little reintroduction to us and to the podcast because it's been a while. It's been a while since we've done that. We haven't done that since the beginning of season one. And now here we are, season three. So first of all, the most important thing is that Reagan and I are both two grown ass ladies geeking out about Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there in the tagline. <laughs> That's kind of like the whole thing. We aren't kids. We're not still in school. We aren't literary scholars. We're not people who work like in the entertainment industry in any way. We don't have any special insider knowledge. We are just two very normal middle-aged ladies who have loved this series since we were girls. And since we are at shockingly episode 37 and we are finding new kindred spirits all the time, welcome. Hopefully this can be a good episode for newer listeners to dive into instead of feeling like they have to go back to season one, episode one, and listen to like 50 odd hours of in-depth Anne of Green Gables content just to feel caught up. I am, first of all, super proud of us that yes. here we are starting season three. But also, you know, we wanted to give listeners a little bit of background if they want to jump in here. Mm -hmm. So to introduce myself, I'm Kelly. I'm a lawyer, which I think is probably the least interesting thing about me. I'm that person who, when I'm at a cocktail party, I'm going to ask you about your hobby, not your job. But you all already know my hobby because it's this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, reading and books generally are my hobbies and doting on my two semi-feral corgis. Now, I don't think you're giving them enough credit. They're probably like only a quarter feral. A now. quarter feral? I don't know. You would have been fooled today. I don't even know how many Zoom meetings they interrupted. <laughs> anyway, the Corgis and I live in LA with my husband. And if I'm not reading, I'm probably looking for places to read. I love a cozy couch at a local bookstore. I love a great cafe patio or a park bench with a view or a little nook in a public library. And I am also on an epic thrift store hunt for a perfect reading chair. And thrift store in this case also means Facebook marketplace. I have been trawling that site trying to find like the best snuggly little chair to like put in a corner and just get my read on. Amazing. Amazing. I hope you find one. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm Reagan. I'm a therapist. I also live in Los Angeles with my husband, Steve, and my daughter, Alice. We have a dog, a cat, a bearded dragon, and we often have foster kittens in the spring and summer. Sometimes we even get the super brand new little baby kittens and we get to bottle feed them. 
I am a lifelong reader, and I have a special place in my heart for fantasy, middle grade books, and contemporary romance. Books, of course, were one of the things that drew Kelly and I together as friends. And we've been friends for something like over 15 years now, longer, probably closer to 20 if we include the years that we were only internet friends. Yeah? I think that's about right. We met way back in the heyday of internet forums on a fancy soap forum. (laughs) And eventually we met in person through some fancy soap forum meetups. Which is why when the topic of fancy soaps or niche perfumes or candles come up, we are all over it. And then just as we were becoming individual friends as well, my now husband, then boyfriend, accidentally invited us to Kelly and Chuck's wedding. (laughs) And despite the awkwardness of that faux pas, we did go to the wedding. We had a blast. And the four of us have been close ever since. Yeah, Kelly sang at Steve's and my wedding a couple years later. And she and Chuck were two of the very first people to hold Alice when she was born 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And besides fancy soap and perfume, our friendship has been built by talking about books, sharing books we love, book club discussions, trading books, going to the bookstores together. We go on reading vacations. Yes. <laughs> we talk about other stuff too. We talk about the hard stuff, the silly stuff, the you won't believe what just happened at work stuff. Or the you won't believe what just happened at Alice's middle school stuff. <laughs> I know that's a whole new, whole new <laughs> realm of stuff to talk about. You know, Reagan, I love that Steve invited you guys to our wedding. It was a really interesting, like transitional moment in mine and my husband's lives because we had just moved to LA from the Midwest where we met. And so I was taking him back with me to my hometown. We had really good friends who were scattered all over the country and we didn't really have a strong group of friends in LA yet. So we started hanging out with you and Steve more regularly. And I think we were all four sort of realizing that we were becoming each other's like local core group of friends. And Steve was just the first person to call it out. So, you know, (laughs) good for Steve. The rest is history. And, you know, you guys are our chosen family. Oh, we absolutely feel the same way, too. I do not know what we would do without you guys. Mm. So the question, Kelly, is how did we wind up with a podcast? Why are we not still only talking about fancy soap? Fancy soap and yeah, books in your living room. Well, I'm not sure you ever have a podcast organically, but if that was possible, I do think this one grew pretty naturally. When we started it, we were both at a time when we felt like we could take on a new project. We had both kind of settled into our roles at work. Reagan's daughter was becoming more independent. I think it's really lovely, right? You don't always have these times in your life that can so neatly dovetail with your friends and creative partners in that way. So we know we always had lots to talk about when it comes to the subjects we love. So why not a podcast? And you know, during the pandemic, we kind of had a social bubble with you guys and another couple. And because nothing else was able to happen in our lives at the time, we saw each other a lot Mm -hmm. in person and by Zoom. And when the world opened up again and our lives got busy, I really realized how much I miss seeing you as often. And doing this podcast was kind of a way for us to be really intentional about seeing each other often and having a fun shared project together. Yes. We did bat around a few other ideas for podcasts. We were definitely strongly considering an advice podcast, but that is kind of a busy field. We both have the kinds of personal and professional backgrounds that we think make us pretty good advice givers, so we still might do it someday. We'll 
see how things go. And we really had a fun time on our anniversary episode, if you guys have listened to that, because we looped in our friend Rachel for a little mini advice podcast on Anne and Gilbert. So listen to that episode if you haven't already. I don't really remember who originally suggested an Anne of Green Gables podcast, but I do know that once that idea was out there, we were both captured by it. We had sketched out that whole first season over the course of like a morning on one of our reading trips together. That part, I just remember sitting across the table from you and it was like so easy. The ideas were like pouring out of us. I couldn't keep up with like my note taking. We just had so much to say right off the top of our heads. We knew we had something there. And while there are plenty of other podcasts, wonderful shows talking about Anne and the Anne books and Ella Montgomery, we also knew right away that we kind of had a perspective on these books that went beyond a plot recap or author biography or some of the other things that people were doing. Right from the start, we were laser focused on character and theme. Marilla and Motherhood was our idea for our first character study, and that form has guided us from the beginning. And I think it makes a lot of sense because Maud is also reckoning with big thematic ideas throughout this series, but she does so through the lens of these very relatable, very normal down-to-earth characters. Maud is never not thinking about what it means to be a mother or what responsibility we owe to the vulnerable children in our communities, but she will discuss that 50 different ways with 50 different characters. And once we started identifying the themes that Maud is engaging with, we were amazed at how they were everywhere. There's so many through lines in her books. In season two, we really took the theme idea and just ran with it. We returned to this incredible quote from Anne and Anne of Green Gables, which really becomes like a mission statement for her life moving forward. Although we don't think she knew it at the time. Uh -huh. So in this scene, Matthew is driving Anne home from the Bright River Station, and she's talking a mile a minute, of course. And the reader is either falling head over heels in love with her, or maybe, <laughs> if they aren't a kindred spirit, deciding that this book is not for them. And Anne asks Matthew, which would you rather be if you had the choice, divinely beautiful or dazzlingly clever or angelically good? And Matthew, who is like somewhat taken aback by this out of the blue question, responds, well, now I don't know exactly. And then Anne tells him, neither do I. I can never decide. But it doesn't make much real difference, for it isn't likely I'll ever be either. It's certain I'll never be angelically good. Then Anne stops speaking. They've turned a corner and now she is totally enchanted with a street called The Avenue, which Anne renames the White Way of Delight for its arching tunnel of white blossoms. The beauty of this path causes Anne to stop speaking altogether and to just revel in the splendor of that moment. But I think it also gives the reader a bit of a pause in Anne's monologue to reflect on that question she posed. Young Anne, who we know has been neglected or mistreated for her entire life up to that point, has been told that she is neither beautiful nor good and her cleverness has not been noticed or celebrated. So she's made some kind of connection in her mind between being beautiful and good and clever and being loved and safe and wanted. And so she deeply wants to be all three things, good, beautiful, clever. But her life story up to this moment has told her that's an impossible desire. And of course, as we move through Anne's life in these books, we see that she becomes beautiful, clever, and good, but also that she is loved, safe, and wanted. So much of our season two is talking about those themes and how Anne does live up to those youthful dreams. And then in season three with Anne's House of Dreams, we're going to revisit those themes again, but now in Anne's adulthood and talk about how being beautiful, clever, and good doesn't protect you from hardship and loss the way young Anne may have once hoped and believed. Of course, it's one thing to map out a podcast on a weekend away and another to actually figure out how to do it. Yep. <laughs> we knew absolutely nothing about how to make a podcast. Of course, we had lots of podcasts that we loved and that inspired us, whether just in the idea that people can revel in whatever their niche interest is through a podcast or in a structure or format or host chemistry that we admired. But then what? 
We did some basic research. We found a podcast hosting platform on Podbean, which is free at its most basic level, and a basic editing program. We record over Zoom because even though we both live in LA, we aren't that physically close together. So it's much better for our schedules to record at night over Zoom. Yeah, LA is really big, you guys. It's so big. And when there's weeknight <laughs> traffic, it's like triple as big. Yep. I use the free program Audacity to edit the podcast. And I'm sure there's lots more I could do with the editing program, but I'm actually not very tech savvy. So the basics that I figured out seem to work well enough. And there are probably better ways to record that give us better sound quality than over Zoom. And maybe at some point we'll have the time to research it. But if it's not broke, don't fix it. And when we first came up with the idea of the podcast, we thought maybe we could just be those folks who outline an episode and then are breezy and spontaneous recording it. I was certain we could be those people, Reagan, truly. Right? After all, like so many of the podcasts we love, it just sounds like we're eavesdropping on a couple of friends who are just talking away about something they're interested in or passionate about. And, you know, we like to talk and we have tons of practice talking to each other. But it turns out we're not nearly as put together off the cuff as we thought we would be. As I was editing our first episode or two, I was realizing how many of our sentences just trailed off to nowhere, or how we interrupted each other, or we repeated the same points over and over, or, you know, some of the way we naturally talk to each other is in that kind of shorthand that long-term friends have. So it just sounds confusing to other people listening to it. Like, I always know what you mean, and you always know what I mean, but somebody listening to it might not be able to figure out some of those nuances, right? Yeah, it's the classic game of like charades or whatever, when it's like, you know, the thing with the guy. And it's like, oh, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> so the first couple episodes weren't too much of a problem because we were doing kind of straightforward recap of the book, a book we know backwards and forwards. But once we started trying to get into themes and character studies, we knew we had to put more structure in place and write out our episodes more thoroughly. We actually went back and wrote episode four, the one about Marilla, again from scratch and re-recorded it and realized we were much happier with how it sounded and how it came together. Mm -hmm. And that's the episode where the basic structure we use in most of our episodes was born. For longtime listeners, you will recognize that after our intro and chit chat, we start with a kindred spirit of the episode and a quote of the episode that somehow illustrate the theme that we're going to be talking about. Then we get into story club, which is the biggest part of any episode. That's the big idea, the meat of what we want to talk about. And we work really hard on writing this part. We do it collaboratively through a Google Doc. We go through the book chronologically and pull out examples and instances and quotes to go with our theme. We share stories of our own that seem relevant. We build on each other's ideas. And this is where I just really love how we bounce off each other and collaborate with each other. When I read something that Kelly has written, that often clarifies an idea I had or inspires a new idea from me. And we can expand on each other's ideas and in doing so, push each other to think in new or deeper ways. I just have really loved that process. Yeah, I love it too, Reagan. And I'm so often just astonished in the best way at what we come up with in that drafting process, right? Oftentimes through that ongoing conversations, I feel like we find these new ways of looking at the material. And I know we are generating ideas I could never have come up with on my own. Absolutely. After Story Club, we have our Birch path section. And that was actually inspired by something my husband Steve said to me after he listened to our first recap episode. We were talking about how we didn't know exactly what raspberry cordial was, nor did we know what anodyne liniment was. And he thought it would be a good idea to research things like that to explain to the listener. 
So we use our birch path to talk about something brought up by our story club discussion or something related to it. We've talked about everything from Victorian fashion in our episode about Anne's vanity to deep dives into the history of Gothic literature in our Windy Poplar's spooky special. We often take turns with choosing and researching a birch path, depending on the topic, trying to go to our areas of expertise and interests. Right. So I'm like the resident 19th century English and American lit nerd. So I'm always excited to talk about other books and like the literary movements that I think may have influenced Maud. And then of course, Reagan's professional background as a therapist has informed some absolutely fascinating discussions about psychology and human behavior, particularly the differences between what would have been normal for the time of the books versus now. It's always so interesting to me to see the lens through which we are looking at a particular topic, right? We're often kind of in the same ballpark or thinking the same kinds of thoughts, but from totally different perspectives. And sometimes some of the Birch Path topics are completely new to both of us. And then yeah. it's just whoever is interested does a little research. Like our Patty's Place episode where I did a bunch of research on the women's communal living situations. I didn't know anything about that. And that was such a fun thing to deep dive about and, and learn more. And so then, of course, we like to wind up our episodes with a section called Puff Sleeves and another one called Inspired by Anne or Inspired by whoever sort of our kindred spirit of the episode is. We realized pretty quickly that our episodes were sort of careening all over the place because, of course, we wanted to talk about every single moment or idea that we had. And sometimes that just didn't work for the more cohesive thesis that we were trying to put together. So puff sleeves are just moments from the book that we love or wanted to give a little attention to, but they just didn't fit with the body of the episode. And then the inspired buys give us a chance to share with each other and with listeners a recommendation for an item or experience or a book that we felt was related to the episode somehow. <laughs> because so much of my and Reagan's friendship was born on a forum for soap and perfume recommendations. That's still a really big part of our friendship. And so of course we have to include it on the podcast. We both really love finding fun little shops and artists and makers and sharing them with each other. And now we have a lot of fun doing that for you all too. We still have plenty of off-the-cuff reactions and tangents that aren't written into our scripts, but the scripts give us a way to get back on track when we diverge. And the structure has definitely given us a nice way to think about episodes, and we've actually found a lot of freedom within it. We generally have found that if we have about 18 to 20 pages of script, we end up with about an hour of material after editing. Although... Our scripts keep getting longer and longer, so our episodes keep getting longer and longer as we do this. We're just yeah. finding more to talk about. Sorry, you guys. I'm sure you've <laughs> noticed. <laughs> Usually our raw recordings go closer to like an hour 45 or two hours, but that includes lots of mistakes and our occasional non-podcast sidebars. After I give it a rough edit, we both listen to it for mistakes or places we can make it tighter. It always bugs me when I miss an obvious mistake until I hear it after it's been published. But then I think I'm probably harder on that than most of our listeners would be. I've realized listening to podcasts now that we've been doing this, that there are plenty of podcasts that aren't perfectly edited and mistakes do get published. I probably would never even have registered those mistakes before. So that's helping me to remember that it's okay if I miss something now and again. Well, and it's interesting because Reagan is doing the editing. She hears a lot more than I hear. So she'll tell me, oh, I think I screwed something up. And I'll be like, I listened to that three times. And I didn't hear it at all. But you know, Reagan is our editor extraordinaire. And I'm so, so grateful that she took on learning this new skill. Reagan, I think you do a wonderful job. And yeah. I know it's a lot of unseen labor and it really makes all the difference. Believe me, you guys, you don't want to listen to our rough cuts. For one thing, there are so many dogs barking. <laughs> 
Okay, so for those of you who are jumping into Kindred Spirits Book Club with this episode, here's what you missed. So in our first season, we started the podcast with an episode a lot like this one, where we sort of set up the show, talked about why we love Anne and why we wanted to do the podcast. Then we dove into a recap of Anne F. Green Gables, the book, and that spanned two episodes. After that, we started in on our character studies, exploring many of the themes of the books through the characters we loved. So like I said before, we had Marilla and motherhood, and we also had topics like Diana and friendship and Matthew and masculinity. We talked about community, education, romance, imagination, so many of those themes that you'd think of when considering the Anne books. And then, of course, by connecting those themes to a character or to a group of characters, we were able to give clear examples of what we think Maud was trying to do, as well as explain our own theories on why particular plot points were important to Anne's overall growth arc. So I think if you want to go back to season one, I would probably choose your favorite character from Anne of Green Gables and start with their episode. For me, I'm partial to our episode about Miss Josephine Barry, who we dubbed our rich Auntie Supreme. Love Aunt Jo. We ended season one discussing contemporary adaptations of Anne of Green Gables, including the amazing graphic novel variations, and Reagan's daughter Alice was our guest in that episode. I loved doing that with her. She was so delighted, and I had so much fun collaborating with her on writing it, and she was so proud, rightly proud of herself because she really contributed some really lovely insights, I thought. Truly, no, she's such a bright kid, and, you know, she is Anne's peer. She's an 11-year-old girl, so seeing how she engaged with those books from this contemporary perspective, I think was really fascinating. And it gave us an excuse to read those graphic novels, which are all great. So, and then we also recapped the Netflix show Anne with an E and the 1985 CBC miniseries Anne of Green Gables. Both of those episodes are pretty fun. And then our last episode of season one is extra special with friend of the pod and Anne expert Katie Stewart. And the three of us just pretty much giggle our way through what we called the ultimate Anne geek out session. Oh my gosh, that episode was so fun. You guys, I think we recorded like two hours and 45 minutes and oh, could yeah. have gone longer. We definitely talked longer after we stopped recording. Like, I think we planned to take time. a vacation together after that podcast. Like, We were we all fast have. friends. It was wonderful. In season two, we covered three books, Anne of Avonlea, Anne of the Island, and Anne of Windy Poplars. It's the same length as the first season, which just goes to show you how deep we went into Anne of Green Gables. And really, all of these books are also very rich texts that reward a deep dive. So we loved getting to spend a lot of time talking about them. As we mentioned earlier, we talked about the themes of beauty, cleverness, and goodness as a thread that connects all of these books and all of Anne's growth arc throughout these books, as well as talking about characters who already embody those themes and help Anne along the way. Yeah. So I think if you're looking to catch up on a season two episode, I would do it this way. I would first decide which of those three books, Anne of Avonlea, Anne of the Island, or Anne of Windy Poplars is your favorite. And then from there, decide which theme you're most interested in. So like if you know that you are all in on Anne and Gilbert's romance and that's what you want to listen to, you might go straight to our episode in our Anne of the Island art that deals with beauty. We titled that one and the college years, the one with all the proposals. <laughs> we really had way too much fun giving all the Anne of the Island episodes names that were themed from the TV show Friends. 
It really just tickled us beyond belief, you guys. It all, it just, it made sense for us. But on the other hand, if you loved Anne of Avonlea and you are intrigued by Anne's role in the Avonlea community, I would point you to our episode on Anne of Avonlea and goodness, where we discuss Anne's role as the village school teacher and the head of the Avonlea Village Improvement Society. Also in season two, we had a few fun extras. We had an anniversary episode where we brought in lots of guests and family members (laughs) and we played games and we did some fun things like we had our husbands do dramatic readings of the bad reviews of the Anne books. (laughs) It's a little unhinged. I'm going to be honest with you, but they really wanted to be involved. (laughs) We also recapped the sequel miniseries, Anne of Avonlea, or otherwise titled Anne of Green Gables, the sequel. So we recapped that with our friend, Dr. Brenna Clark Gray, who's a Canadian literature expert. We are really hoping to have Dr. Brenna on the show again in season three because she loves Anne's House of Dreams. And I know she would have some amazing commentary on it. And we ended season two with a mini arc discussing The Blue Castle, which is one of Maude's beautiful standalone novels, full of romance, full of mystery, full of nature. It's not an Anne book, but it feels like a sister novel to the Anne books, particularly Anne's sort of like young adult years. Y'all, I think if you are somewhat familiar with the Anne books, you can pretty much pick up anywhere that strikes your fancy. And if you aren't as familiar with a particular book, start with a recap episode and we'll fill you in on all the important plot points. I think that all of our Gilbert and romance episodes are almost always fan favorites and our best performers. And you know we love that too. Oh yeah. It's hard to pick a favorite episode because I almost always love whichever one is our newest episode best. I've absolutely loved all of our guest episodes because the conversations have always been so much fun. They're harder to edit, but absolutely worth it for the experience. I have particular love for our episode in our Anne of the Island series that we called the one with the baking soda company because I just remember how much we laughed and how it was so fun talking about some of our own college experiences. Mm-hmm. I also really loved our Windy Poplars episode called How Not to Parent because talk about unhinged. It was just unhinged talking about all of the awful parents in that book, especially (laughs) from a modern perspective. How about you, Cal? You got a favorite episode? Well, I also love that How Not to Parent episode. Reagan did an amazing deep dive into some different theories of parenting. And I learned so much from that. And I know our listeners did too, based on some of the feedback we got. I know it ended up sparking some pretty powerful conversations for a lot of people, us included. And then as for other favorite episodes, maybe it's recency bias, but I adore our conversation about the Blue Castle. I think our discussions hit on the timelessness of Valency's journey and how she learned to live by her own moral code and how she found her own way to faith and family. It's just beautiful. And then, of course, our friend Katie Stewart came back for part of that arc as well. And... I also think we had a really fun Gilbert episode last season where we went back and recapped the first three Anne books, but from Gilbert's perspective. It was really awesome. I had so much fun with that. Putting ourselves in his shoes and realizing that he was the one who was certainly playing a long game. That was a new experience. So if you're looking for that one, it's called Anne the College Years, the one about the boy. See, and here's the thing. All of those ones that you listed are my favorites too. Yes. And the one about Miss Stacy and education and the one about the other girls of Avonlea. And we discover we are all wrong about the Lady of Shalott <laughs> and the one about Patty's place. It's really, it's too hard to choose a favorite. I know they're all our little podcast babies. <laughs> so what do you all have to look forward to in season three? 
We are going to give a lot of attention to Anne's House of Dreams because there's really so much there. It's much deeper than, say, Windy Poplars. And I can't wait to get back into some of our character studies for some of the new characters that we're going to meet and talk about how so many of these themes that we've been discussing up till now now have a new resonance and a richer meaning because Anne is an adult. We are hoping to have both some new guests and some favorite past guests back again. And we are also going to be planning our summer trip to Prince Edward Island and the Mecca of Anne lore. That is right. We're doing it. We're traveling to Prince Edward Island this summer. Yay! <laughs> We're both so excited. Reagan. Lifelong dream! Truly, lifelong dream realized. Reagan, did you know there's a water park called the Shining Waters Water Park? Oh my god, no there's not. I don't know if I hate it or love it. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I hate it or love it. Both? Both? <laughs> so listeners, if you have been there, if you have any tips to share, please do email us or DM us on Instagram to tell us all about it. And as we kind of look at the bigger picture, we want our podcast to keep growing, both by finding new listeners and kindred spirits and by starting to expand our scope over time. While we still have lots of Anne books to discuss, there are other Ella Montgomery books we can't wait to talk about. And we're also talking about how we might want to branch out to other authors or genres of books that seem related when we get there. I kind of can't wait to see how we continue to grow. This has really been so much fun and I'm excited for what's next. And we certainly welcome all your feedback as well. If you have ideas for what you would love to see from us in the future, please, please reach out and tell us. And then, of course, today, we want to end with an inspired by. In case you guys didn't know, because we've had this question a few times, we will link all of the things that we talk about in our inspired by in the show details wherever you're listening to podcasts. Now, some of our older episodes don't yet have those. I will go back and do them at some point. Soon, soon, really, totally will. <laughs> but starting certainly in season two, if you go to the show notes or show details on your podcast player, you can see all of the links to anything that we recommend. And we're also working on building up our story archives on our Instagram as well with some of those recommendations. So that's also a work in progress, but we are getting there. Yeah. So you can always look on our Instagram and go to the story highlights yeah. and there will be ones listed there for various things that we have recommended. So you guys can come back and find them. Also, no, we are not sponsored at all. Like no. everything we recommend, <laughs> we have not been paid to say that. They have all been things that we have found or bought or experienced on our own. Like it's a hundred percent just us sharing stuff with you guys. Yes. Just, just like in case you're wondering, <laughs> we are absolutely not sponsored. We make no money on this podcast. It's literally like Reagan. I was trawling Etsy the other day and I found this candle company. Let's try it. Exactly. Or like, ooh, this is my new lip gloss. Right, Literally, right. that is one of the recommendations. I think it's one of our better ones. It's That's a great recommendation. <laughs> okay. So Reagan, what were you inspired by today? Well, today I'm inspired by podcasts in general with all this discussion about how our podcast started. So Kelly, is this unfair if I recommend something I have just stolen from you that you recommended to me? Nope, not at all. Okay. Kelly is the one who got me hooked on the podcast Normal Gossip, and it is so funny. I would love to be as good a storyteller as the host Kelsey McKinney. Kelsey takes a piece of real world gossip that people have sent to her, like a story about a friend of a friend, your cousin's 
sister's boyfriend that wrote in. She anonymizes it and she tells it to a guest on the pod. She's amazing at telling the story and making all the little details stand out until you are dying to know what happened to that one girl with the sketchy roommate situation. <laughs> or what happened to all the pounds of ceviche. Oh my God. The recent one. Still wondering. <laughs> Kelly made me listen to the episode entitled Squirrel Enthusiast on my drive home from our last girls weekend. And I died. I was laughing so hard. As soon as I got home, I texted her about it. (laughs) So if you're looking for just a fun, low stakes listen that will absolutely leave you in stitches every time, normal gossip. It's really a great one. The other podcast that's been a real inspiration for me, for both of us, I think, is Binge Mode Harry Potter. So Binge Mode has done Binge Mode Marvel and they've done Binge Mode Star Wars, but Mm -hmm. Binge Mode Harry Potter, talk about a deep dive into a series. This was a pandemic comfort listen for me. And honestly, it kept me company when I was taking walks or crafting or just bored. The hosts, Mallory and Jason, are so excited to completely nerd out on these books. And it just made me think about these books that I thought I already knew inside out in brand new ways. It was really inspiring for me when we started thinking about this podcast. Yeah, Reagan, great recommendations. I truly love both of those podcasts. I have to tell you, I'm waiting for something dramatic to happen in my life so I can send it into normal gossip. I mean, those those stories are so funny and bizarre. And to your point about Binge Mode Harry Potter, I really think that that podcast sort of gave us permission to go as deep and hard into the Montgomery verse as we do. Like if they hadn't led the way with their sort of like multi-hour deep dives into single chapters in the Harry Potter books, I mean, no joke. They have certain, not all of them, but like certain chapters they will talk about for like three hours, right? Like Amazing. longer than it would take for you to read it. Yes. You know, but if, if we hadn't had that example, there's no way we would have felt like we could do 18 episodes about just Anne of Green Gables. But I also think, you know, that goes to the power of great books And I'd argue, especially those great books that you loved as a kid, right? Those books grow up with you and they provide these opportunities to revisit and re-examine them throughout your whole life. I think that's a really good point, particularly about the books of your heart, the books that formed you as a reader, as a child, as a young adult. I think those are often the books that, you know, some of them hold up over time, some of them don't, but the emotional hold so many of those have on us. I think is really powerful and exploring them from an adult perspective, looking back and really letting ourselves see how much there is there that maybe we didn't get fully at the time. I just love it. I think those are just some of my favorite conversations. Yeah, I I really think that's right, Reagan. So I have a lot of favorite podcasts. I work from home most of the time and I am a naturally very like social extroverted type of person. So I get really lonely (laughs) and I really like having like my podcast friends on in the background while I'm working. And because I am kind of listening more casually like that, I tend not to listen to a ton of podcasts that require like deep attention. Honestly, most of the podcasts I listen to are podcasts like ours, which is, you know, just like a couple of friends talking about something they really love. So, but I will recommend two podcasts that I want to give some extra love to. One is called Feeling Seen. It's hosted by Jordan Cruciola and Jordan is an incredible interviewer. Like I have heard her interview 
celebrities that I already feel like I know. And Jordan will always manage to make these really special connections with them and bring out like totally new dimensions to their personality. I love listening to gifted interviewers and she definitely is one. And the podcast itself is such a clever idea. She asks her guests to tell her about the first time they felt seen in a movie. And that looks like a lot of different things, right? Like maybe if the guest is a person of color, it's the first time they saw someone of their race or ethnicity on screen. But a lot of the times it's just a person remembering the first time they saw someone on screen who had their same life story or perspective or personality. It's a really fun, chatty, friendly podcast that can sometimes go unexpectedly deep. And then my second podcast recommendation is what's called an actual play RPG podcast, um, which sounds very nerdy. But basically what that means is that the hosts are just playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons together and recording it. But this particular podcast is really beautifully edited, well-produced. There's tons of original music and sound effects, and the players themselves are all voice actors and improv comedians and just like really creative, natural storytellers. So it's so immersive, so compelling, so fun. This podcast is called Worlds Beyond Number, and I'm totally obsessed with the story that they're creating together about three unlikely friends, a haughty wizard, a little hedge witch, and the son of a demigod who's been caught in the real world and all the adventures they go on. That sounds amazing. It really is. I think I will have to recommend that to my daughter and her cousin who are both Dungeons and Dragons right now. Yes, absolutely. No, it's it's a really good one. Yeah, just as a note to you, there may be a little bit of content warning, some kind of adultish, adultish stuff, but I think Alice could probably handle it. Okay, well, I'll take a listen and see whether or not it's for now or maybe in a couple of years, but that is absolutely the kind of thing that they would love. Oh, they really would. So that's it for this episode, Kindred Spirits. Join us next time as we start in on our Anne's House of Dreams journey with a recap of that book. So if you haven't read it yet, we will catch you up. But if you want to go ahead and read it now or reread it to be prepared, we really encourage it. It's such a good book and you are just going to love revisiting it, even if it's been a while. We are still giving out Kindred Spirits Book Club stickers if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or share about us on social media. We are just a small hobby podcast. We are not sponsored or supported in any way other than, you know, just the two of us out here doing the thing. (laughs) And the way that more Kindred Spirits will find us is only through you all sharing it with others or, you know, giving the Apple algorithm a reason to pay attention to us through reviews. So if you do either of those things, you can email us at kindredspirits.bookclub at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at kindredspirits.bookclub. Follow us on Instagram too for peeks into upcoming episodes and lots of fun little bookish posts. As always, thank you so much, Kindred Spirits. We'll see you soon. Bye, Kindred Spirits.